Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to our GSP Ace of the Day segment. Apologies for the side to start the show, but I got to pick up my performance. 13, 16, and 5, down 1.35 units overall through six days of picks at the 2021 U.S. Open. Now, Grand Slams are a five-set match. Of course, there are going to be highs. There are going to be lows. You have to weather those storms, power through to end up in the winner's circle, which remains my intention here because, to be quite frank, you listeners not only expect, but you deserve better, and that is what I'm going to give you down the home stretch of the year's final Grand Slam entering day eight. We've got our second half of the fourth round in both the men's and women's singles competition. Should be another fantastic day of tennis. Of course, if you have missed out on any of the action, you can hear daily recaps each and every day on our mini break podcast feed. As we look toward day eight's matches, I just can't escape the feeling we're going to have some upsets on our hands, at least according to the odds, and in particular in the women's singles competition, because parity has been the name of the game on the WTA Tour on any given day. There are probably 30 players that can look like the best player in women's tennis. There are certainly about 65 players worthy of a top 50 ranking, probably 40 worthy of a top 25 mark. As such, I'm expecting close matches throughout the day, and you look at the matchups we have on the women's side. Bencic versus Sviantec, of course. Bencic, your Olympic gold medalist. Sviantec, the only women's player to make the fourth round at each slam in singles this season. You've got Andrescu versus Sakari. They already played this year. It was 7-6 in the third BB in Miami. You know that match is going to be fun. Pliskova, Pavlchenkova, those have been two veterans having breakouts here uh, down the back half of this 2021 season. And then Rogers Raducanu, two players we did not expect in the round of 16. Nevertheless, two players that should uh, make for very exciting tennis. It's going to be a fun day eight. As such, it's going to be difficult. It remains difficult, as always, in the second week to find winners across the action. That said, I think I have them in mind. I just... I can't escape the feeling we're going to have some underdogs ending up in the winner's circle on our hands. So with that in mind, let's get into it. Here are my picks, my GSP aces of the day for day eight of the 2021 U.S. Open. Let's start on the women's side with the money lines I like. Let me just read uh, the money line favorites for all of you and where the odds are at right now in our women's matches because we don't have a single favorite over minus 200. You look across the board tomorrow. It starts with Sakari and Drescu. Sakari, a minus 160 favorite right now. She's obviously played far more matches than Bianca Andrescu. She's been someone in the top 15 mix all season long. Andrescu was great in Miami, certainly. You know, great in the, was it the post-Australia match where she made a semifinal or final in that event? But outside of those, those two events, we really haven't seen her have a tremendous 
amount of success this season, so you can understand why Sakari starts out as the favorite there, but still, minus 160, plus 135, very close, as we expect as fans. Of course, you look elsewhere, Sviantek, been pushed to three sets in her past two matches. She's still a minus 135 slight favorite over Olympic gold medalist Benchich at plus 110. You get to Rogers Raducanu. Raducanu is odds makers favorite. She's seventh right now amongst uh, candidates to win the title. I believe she's like currently 14 or 15 to one, which still feels a little bit low, but uh, you look, she's minus 150 tomorrow in her match against Shelby Rogers. Rogers, a quarter finalist at this event last season uh, she just knocked off number one seed Ashley Barty in a thrilling match so you know we'll get to that match in a second those are just you know your odds where to start and then of course Pliskova minus 165 over Pavlachenkova who's at plus 135 I know it's crazy I like three of the four underdogs to win tomorrow's matches. And let's start with the most narrow of the spreads, Belinda Bencic, at plus 110 tomorrow over Iga Sviantek. It's been two different seasons for Belinda Bencic. You look at her from the start of the year all the way to the start of the Olympics. She was 17 and 14. She absolutely struggled over that stretch of time. And you look for her, you know, in terms of the results she was able to put forward, she had one good run that kind of kept her in the mix. Uh, early in the season. It was the run to the final she made in Adelaide after losing third round of the Australian Open, of course. Her third round uh, loss to, at the Australian Open was to Elisa Mertens, who has made third rounds at the last 15 Grand Slams. So that's not a bad loss by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, that loss meant she decided to stay in Australia, play another event. She goes and plays Adelaide, beats Coco Goff in three sets before actually losing to Iga Sviantek in the final. But between there and I would say the start of the grass court season, really, uh, you look for Benchich. And honestly, I shouldn't say the start of the Olympics. It's really been two different seasons for her since the start of grass court play. But between February 22nd, the start of Adelaide, and the end of Roland Garros, she made just one quarterfinal. That was in Madrid. She got a really nice win over Jabour, over Bernardo Pera before bowing out to Paula Bedosa. But outside of that, you know, it was one and done or first round losses for her in Doha, Dubai, Miami. Miami, Charleston, and Stut- uh, Stuttgart at uh, Stuttgart, Madrid, Rome, and Roland Garros, and then we hit the start of the grass court season. And right away, you look for Belinda Bencic in her career. She has always had success on grass courts. You look for her overall. She's 40-19, 68% win percentage. That's her highest level across surfaces in WTA, uh, a highest win percentage across surfaces in WTA tour-level matches on grass courts, and that got her confidence rolling. You know, she makes the final in Berlin, then, you know, loses to Golubic in Eastbourne. Yeah, the loss to Yuvon was disappointing at Wimbledon, but she had started to find her form. Since the start of the Olympics, though, Belinda Bencic is 12-1 and overall, folks. You look for Bencic, that run to the Olympics, you know, the confidence you get from ripping off four consecutive uh, three-set victories over Krejcikova, Pavlachenkova, Rybakina, and then Vondrusova in the final. She then goes and plays the Western Southern Open, beats Vondrusova again, gets a win over Shelby Rogers, who, by the way, is still alive at this U.S. Open, beats Karolina Mukova before bowing out to a very much informed Teichman. She looked excellent yesterday in her straight set victory over Jessica Pagula and what was most notable in that match Pagula second in uh the on the uh, WTA tennis abstract stats leaderboard in terms of break percentage over the last 52 weeks she's broken serve 49 percent of the time that's second only to Simona Halep 
Pagula broke Benchich one time. And that's a testament to the fact that when Benchich has confidence, she's striking the serve well. She's striking her first uh, ball confidently, has opportunities to play plus one. Her plus but one ball is elite. It's the best of the best. I, I would say there are others who are as good, but there is no one better at striking that plus one ball than Belinda Bencich when she is playing confidently. And it's the aggression she plays with, taking the ball early and just, you know, again, playing on her terms. When you play on your terms and you do it as well as Bencic does, you can beat anyone. And of course, you look at the advanced metrics for Bencic here this season. Yes, there have been some lows, and we'll get to them in a second, but the highs for her, career high in hold percentage, 72.8%, 3% above her career average. It's uh, career highs for her in first serve win percentage, second serve win percentage as well, and she's now done it over 45 matches. It's a sustained sample size. She is playing that well. Of course, the flip side, she's 50th of the top 50 in terms of break percentage, 27.5, and I think that a lot of that has to do with her start of the season. She did not have her rhythm. She was not someone who played a ton of tennis in 2020 post uh, the pandemic you know, restart, and it took her a little bit to find her sea legs, to find her timing, her footwork on the return of serve. She was going for broke so early on those returns because she wasn't wanting to play extended rallies, but the thing that's been so big since the Olympics, she is moving so much better now just seems fit and feels confident and you know is taking big cuts when she's in the outer third of the court because she's getting there in time to do so and so you know you look for Benchich this season overall in the year it's funny she's 13 and 9 against competition outside the top 50 16 and 6 against top 50 opponents 4 and uh, 3 uh, excuse me 3 and 4 against the top 20 her wins coming against Krejcikova Pavlchenkova and Rabakina all at the uh, Olympics this year but look Benchich is playing good tennis. She's into a sixth round of 16 at a Grand Slam. First for her uh, since last year's, uh, since, excuse me, the 2019 U.S. Open where she ended up beating Naomi Osaka, ultimately making the semifinals at the event. And it's worth noting, she's got some urgency here at this U.S. Open. And yes, she has stemmed the bleeding. You look for Benchich, even if she loses in the round of 16, she's currently 12th in the ranking. She's defended a lot of those points, but Indian Wells is right around the corner as well, and she's got points to defend there. There's a sense of urgency right now for Belinda Benchich. That's why I like her. Plus 110 over Sviantek. And you look for Iga, of course, the metrics love Iga. She's, you know, uh, the only, she's top 10 club, only player to rank top 10 in both hold and break percentage here in the 2021 season. She's the only player to make the fourth round at every Grand Slam in singles. She beat Benchich earlier this season 2-2 two and two in Adelaide when they played in that final. You look for her now, Benchich, 38-11 in her last 52, 31-10, uh, excuse me, for Sviantek in her last 52, 31-10 here in 2021. You look for Sviantek during that period of time uh, against, you know, top 10, top 15, top 20 opponents. She's had a ton of success. You look for her here on the season against the top 50. Sviantek's 13-9 against the top 20. That's where it's interesting. 3-5 and five this year, wins over Pliskova, Svitolina, and Benchich losses to Barty, Muguruza, Halep, Sakari, and Jabour. It's interesting, you know, for Iga Sviantek. She's beaten everyone she's supposed to beat, right? You look for her for players ranked outside the top 50. 
Shiontek's 18 and 1, her only loss coming in three sets to Anaconia, who I think we all would agree is a top 50 talent. Shiontek's beaten everyone she's supposed to beat because she is such a tough out. She can match her physicality, and then when she's locked in physically, you know, she can produce winners in the outer thirds of the court. She can hit through a court cross court with her backhand. She can do inside out, inside in. You're never quite sure where that forehand's going to go. She's a comfortable volleyer who likes to move forward and be aggressive and a good mover as well. Has length too with her height. You know, Ishviantek's awesome. 20 years old, eight in the world. You look for her, you know, by the race to the year-end finals. Iga Shviantek currently fifth in terms of most points accumulated. You look at the advanced metrics. Iga Shviantek currently sixth in overall ELO rating. Has dropped down to number 11 in 2021 specific ELO. Benchich, by the way, now up to 18th in 2021 specific ELO. You look at Tennis Abstract's projection for this match. This is where I make the pivot here to why Benchich I'm on the Benchich bandwagon because the numbers suggest she's going to win. They suggest her hard court form is better than Sviantek's. Belinda Bencic, 51.2% favorite to win the match according to Tennis Abstract. Iga, a 48.8. Given the fact that Bencic is the underdog uh, via the odds, feels like we're finding some value here. Of course, again, you look at the metrics. Sviantek is better by hold percentage. She's better by break percentage. But you look at the form since the start of the grass court season, Bencic has found that ceiling once again. And she is someone who likes to hit the ball flat. And, you know, I think the heaviness of Iga Sviantek's rally ball is actually a major benefit for Belinda Bencic because you know what she doesn't have to worry about all match long generating any sort of top spin Shviantek's going to do that for her now if Bencic doesn't make a high percentage of first serve and uh, first serves and that's been the big difference for her as well she was serving in the low to mid 50s in terms of first serve percentage in the first half of the season she's now in the low to mid 60s and again winning a career high first serve points when you're making more first serves and you're winning them at a career high percentage you're gonna have success 12 and 1 since the uh, start of the Olympics. If she continues to serve well, you know, pressure that, get that ball into the Sviantec forehand, have opportunities to play plus one, I think this match is on Benchich's racket. Now, if she doesn't serve well, Iga's going to make her pay for it. But you look for Iga. The other thing I would point out, two physical matches in her last two battles against Fiona Farrow and Annette Conteve, respectfully. Meanwhile, Belinda Benchich hasn't dropped the set yet. And I just think she's fresh. She's confident. She's still got a few points to defend. Give me Benchich. I know that's a long explanation for Moneyline number one, but that is my first uh, ace of the day. Benchich plus 110 over Sviantek. Again, we got a gap to make up. So we're going full unit from here on in. One unit to win 1.1. That's ace of the day number one. Ace of the day number two belongs to Bianca Andrescu, who's plus 135 tomorrow against Maria Sakari. You look at the tennis abstract forecast, they have Sakari as well as a 56.2% favorite. But to me, you know, again, that bakes in the recent results. And while I think you need to bake in the recent results, as we see in the Benchich-Fiontech percentage, I think it's disingenuous to say the Bianca Andrescu we've seen in 2021 is the same Bianca Andrescu we've seen here in New York. Case in point, we saw her lose to Zidancic first round of the French Open, albeit Zidancic made the semifinals, albeit it was a three-set match. Andrescu served for the match. She couldn't get over the finish line there, though. You know, 
the difference here, she had that match in her first round here at this event for Bianca Andreescu when she uh, was able to successfully defeat Victoria Golubic, who obviously a tricky first round, very much like a Zidancic quality opponent. She got over that finish line, and she's looked better and better in her two matches since 4-4 four and four over Lauren Davis, 1-2 and two over Friedman, and of course, Bianca Andreescu was the 2019 U.S. Open champion. We know what her best can be. We didn't get to see her at all in 2020 because of injuries, because of COVID. 16-9 and nine here this season, you know, was played only Australia, the, an event after Australia where she made the semifinals, and Miami then, you know, dealt with injuries again and was out until the start of Roland. Garros. Now, Strasbourg, she made the quarterfinals, withdrew there, the three-set loss after Roland Garros. She didn't play the Olympics, but she has played a full schedule since returning to the tour in Strasbourg. She goes, you know, plays Berlin, loses to Cornet 6-5. and five. That's fine. We really haven't seen Bianca Andreescu at all on a grass court. She loses to Conteve in Eastbourne, loses again to Cornet at Wimbledon. Three-set loss for her to own Jabour in Montreal. No harm in that. A straight-set loss for her to Mukova in Cincinnati. But again, seems to have... It, it took her a little while. Took her eight matches. But she's found her sea legs again here. She's just playing with that aggression, that flair, that confidence that was so captivating throughout the 2019 season. And she caught lightning in a bottle then. There is absolutely no reason now. You look at that top half of the draw, uh, there is no Ashley Barty in it anymore. You look at the players in the top half. I'm just going to read the names. Rogers, Radikanu, Bencic, Sviantek, Pliskova, Pavlochenkova, Sakari, and Andrescu. Now, Iga Sviantek won the 2020 French Open, but she is 20 years old. Bianca Andres, is there anyone you're going to make a stronger case for of the best version of them right now is better than the best version of Bianca Andreescu? I don't think so. And I said it in our preview podcast. If Bianca Andreescu made the second week, she goes on the shortlist with Osaka and Barty as the players you say, oh, oh no, like they're in the second week of this event, we're in trouble because all three of them have shown when they play their best on the biggest stage, they will beat whomever their opponent is. I just think Andrescu's found that form once again, and she beat Sakari earlier this season, 7-6 in the third set in Miami, and that was a dramatic, you know, two-hour, 42-minute match for Andrescu. She makes 71% of her first serves in that match and fought off four of eight break points she faced, and, you know, that match was a heart attack match. That match broke her, and she had to withdraw from the finals because, of course, she played a bunch of three-set matches that week, but even when she wasn't at her best physically, she still found ways to compete with Sakari. She's got the bigger weapons, her serve her ground strokes one while Sakari is going to extend her in the outer courts outer thirds of the court physically does Sakari make enough first serves to get the plus one forehand opportunities because when it's rally ball the rally ball Andrescu's got the heavier shot she will win those rally ball occasions now if Sakari serves well as she has in this tournament she will have some chances to play plus one but on a fast court I just like Andrescu's tennis. I like the level she's played a little bit more than I like the way Sakari's played. And I know Maria Sakari has wins in this event over Petra Kvitova, over Sinyakova, over Kostyuk. I would argue those are probably the three most impressive wins, you know, non-Leila Fernandez edition now that we know she's beaten Angelique Kerber and Osaka as well and Konya as well and you know, Kanepi as well. So if Fernandez is one, Sakari is two. Um, but she has been that good. And 
you know, again, this is a pick about Bianca Andreescu more than anything else. You can't look at the numbers for Andreescu this season. You can't, you know, go by the fact that her hold percentage, her break percentages are lower than they were in 2019 because she's not right now the same player in terms of just, you know, the sort of uh, repetitions she's had on court, but she's getting closer and closer. And I think this is the match we find out, obviously, if she's got it or not. And if she wins this one, you will hear a futures bet tomorrow for Bianca Andreescu to win this event. I think she is going to do it. I think she pulls this off. Give me Andreescu over Sakari. Again, Maria Sakari's been very good. She is a top 20 club member, one of eight players on tour you can say that about. But I just don't know if she's got enough of an elite weapon with her first serve, which has gotten a lot better this year. But just give me soccer, uh, give me, excuse me, uh, Andreescu in the end to knock off soccer. You look at the odds there, plus 135. We're throwing a full unit on it to win 1.35 in the end. That's ace number two. Ace number three. You know, I was burned by Emma Raducanu against Sarah Cerebez-Tormo. I thought the physicality, the variety of, of her game would throw Raducanu off. I was wrong. You need a weapon to hurt Emma Raducanu with, and you look for Raducanu. Her consistency here early in her career has been her calling card. She's been exceptional of late. You look for Raducanu, obviously, in her victories uh, here uh, at Wimbledon. She's earned straight set wins over Stephanie Vogel, Shui Zhang, 0-1 over Sribes Tormo. You look for her overall here in her 2021 campaign. She's 19-6, and and, you know, it's not just at the U.S. Open. It's not just the round of 16 she made at Wimbledon. She finaled at a 125 in Chicago before getting knocked out by Clara Tawson. She made a quarterfinal at 100K in Landisville, quarterfinal in Nottingham as well. And, you know, you look at the players she lost to, Tawson, Parizas, Diaz, Parankova. I'm going to throw out the Tomjanovic loss because that was a different circumstance. What do those three players have? A heaviness to their ball, a weapon that Raducanu at 18 years old is just not accustomed to facing. And you know who's got a weapon and a ball that you're not going to be accustomed to facing if you haven't been on the WTA Tour for a full season? Shelby freaking Rogers, who's striking the ball so purely. You all saw the Barty match, and I think it's just worth remembering for Shelby. She's now made fourth round or further at three out of the four last hardcore, uh, three out of the last four hardcore slams that have been competed at. You look for Shelby now. She's 23 and 19 here in 2021. Made fourth round of the Australian Open before getting knocked out by Barty. You look for her at the U.S. Open last season. She made quarterfinals, beating Kvitova, beating Rabakina before getting knocked out by Naomi Osaka. She loves that. You know, she loves playing on these courts in New York. They seem to bring out her best tennis. And, you know, again, I just, I don't think Raducanu has experienced that. I don't think she's played against that type of ball, that sort of serve where she's just going to be under so much pressure from the jump. When I realized where I was wrong in the Cerebus Tormo thing is you have to pressure Raducanu because she's not going to beat herself. And if you give her time in the center of the court, she's going to inch by inch move you closer to the alley, closer to the alley, closer to the alley before opening up and going big down the line, which she strikes the ball so cleanly, so compact off of both wings. She's so refined for someone so young, but she just hasn't had many repetitions against someone with Rogers firepower. So I'll keep this money line pick short. Give me Rogers over Raducanu plus 125. I've been burned by the young uh, player from Great Britain. So I'm going to only put half a unit on that to win 0.62, but I feel pretty good about all of them. By the way, you parlay all three underdogs, Benchich, Andreescu, Rogers, plus 10-10. I'm not saying I'm going to do it, 
but I am saying I thought about doing it. Anyways, those are your money line picks. Quickly on the over-unders and the spreads, I'm a little bit apprehensive tomorrow. I know this has been the men's tournament with the most five-set matches, uh, or like 31 five-set matches, second most only to the 34, which is the record. I think that was 05 or 2014. It was one of those two years. But you look uh, tomorrow in terms of the over-unders, I mean, pick a name out of a hat. All the women's matches over two and a half sets, they're all plus 145. Any of them, honestly, good picks. If I were to say one of them, I'd probably go Sakari Andreescu, then Benchich Sviantek. Those are the two I'd say most likely to go three sets. But again, pick any of them. You've got a, a good choice on your hands. In terms of the spreads, you know, Rogers plus two and a half games is minus 125, but I just think she wins the match. Benchich plus two and a half games, minus 130. Same deal. I just think better value at taking her as the underdog to win the match. Pliskova minus two and a half games over Pavlochenkova minus 110 was very, very tempting, but I've already got Pliskova in another ace. Um, you look on the men's side, and I know I haven't talked much about them, but like, you know, Ota Berrettini, Minus 115 to go over three and a half sets. They could just have no breaks of serve and Ota wins the tiebreaker. I think that's a very, very good wager. Over three and a half sets in Opelka Harris sounds good, except it's minus 210. Zverev, we're just not going to wager on, but minus five and a half games over a worn down sinner is interesting. Opelka minus one and a half games over Lloyd Harris, interesting. The route I ended up going with, though, is the parlay route, and that's the parlay of the two Moneyline favorites I like on the day, and those two players are Karolina Pliskova and Riley Opelka. And you look for Pliskova, minus 165 over Pavlochenkova tomorrow. I just think Pliskova's playing better tennis right now. I think Karolina Pliskova's found something from a confidence standpoint over these past two months. That was missing the prior 18, and you look for her in her career against Pavlochenkova. Yes, she lost to her on the clay courts earlier this season, but of course, Pavlochenkova went on to the finals of the French Open this year, but she's 6-2 and two against Pavlochenkova in their careers, 5-1 and one against her on hard courts. This is a game she knows well, and I just think there's a confidence to Pliskova right now. She's another player who's, I believe, 18-4 and four since the start of Wimbledon, 18-4. and freaking four. I mean, we know she she's back up to number four in the world. She's, you know, went from making about 55% of her first serves to making about 62% of her first serves during that stretch of time. She's always had one of the most effective first serves. Now she's just making it more frequently. Her past few matches, it was 24 aces against Anisimova, 20 aces in her third round victory. I mean, Pliskova is feeling, she's feeling it right now. And I know Pavlochenkova advanced in straight sets in her last match, but I think for Pavlochenkova's second week's, I mean, they're the goal. Certainly, she's trying to win Grand Slams. There's no doubt about that. But there's an urgency right now and a freedom, too, that Pliskova is playing with. It's scary, scary stuff. I think Pliskova wins tomorrow. I was wrong. It's not minus 175, minus 165 tomorrow. If you like her money line, I do. And I want to parlay it. With our guy, Riley Opelka, who's delivered us a few victories here this week. Riley, minus 125 tomorrow against Lloyd Harris. He's just got the look in his eyes. He is focused, and look, he played a very similar match to what this one's going to be in his last match against Vili, where, you know, first strike, big first shots, that was the name of the game, and Riley was able to withstand that from Vili. I know Harris, more dynamic serve right now, but I'd argue he's a little bit less dangerous from the baseline, a little bit more grind 
Ryan Doreen. I actually think Riley's got the more dynamic game once again. I know, you know, again, Lloyd can get to the net and play big, aggressive baseline tennis, but I think Riley's A, better at that, and I think he's got the better serve right now, and I just think he's playing lights out. These conditions are perfect for him. Give me the big man to make his first Grand Slam quarterfinals, first Grand Slam fourth round for both of them. Give me Riley in the home crowd, minus 125. You parlay he and Pliskova, plus 189 odds. I like it. Let's throw a unit at it for a 1.89 victory. That is your fourth and final ace of the day. Again, to recap, give me Benchich, plus 110 over Sviantec, and Derescu, plus 135 over Sakari. Rogers, plus 125 over Radikainu. A unit on each of those wagers. We're also going one unit on a Pliskova-Opelka money line parlay, plus 189. One to win 1.89. Those are your picks for my GSP Aces of the Day. Of course, recaps each and every day on the Mini Break podcast where I talk more about the tennis as well, previewing each day's matches. Of course, if you have missed any of our content, you can find it all on our website, crackrackets.com. Like, rate, subscribe, review to this show, the Great Shot Podcast, and uh, excuse me, the Mini Break Podcast and Cracked Interviews Podcast to ensure you don't miss out on anything. Of course, if you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Flinger and Daniel Westoff, for the f- of an editing job they do day in, day out. Shout out, as well, to our friends over at Tennis Point, tennis point.com. The promo code is CR15. With that said, for super producers, Flinger and Westoff, for our friends at Tennis Point, from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. May the odds be ever in your favor. And hey, great shot. Talk to you all tomorrow, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.